Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. It's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations where we aim to change the world one conversation at a time. We also aim to be authentic and to create a space where we can allow spirit to drop in and show us what we need to talk about as well. One of the highlights that I have in actually hosting Enlightened Conversations is actually the fact that spirit often drops people into my path that obviously I'm meant to be on the show and obviously I'm meant to connect with. So I'm very excited today to have one of those people, one of those very special people who've dropped, who's dropped into my path. Um, and Destiny Faye Palladian is a galactic ambassador, temple of peace, love and light, pixie creator, new earth channel, a conscious and heart-centered Aquarian soulpreneur with flair, specializing in creative and customized transformational coaching and also healing programs and workshops. With a plethora of modalities under her belt, Destiny is also an aspiring author and blog writer with her own YouTube channel, discussing topics on consciousness, self-awareness, wellness, and sharing her lessons and experiences of her journey. Her prime focus for this work uh, it for the, is for the next generation of leaders waiting to step into their power who are seeking assistance resources support and collaboration so we're big on that yes um, in mastering and understanding and understanding their gifts and purpose in life for the greater fulfillment of themselves and the collective unity of earth so we're so on the same page with with beautiful destiny and also just to mention that some new projects in the last few years have taken her to creating a global unity festival and documentary and an online summit for New Earth with aspirations to connect eco-villages and communities and help them grow rampant all over the world. Welcome, beautiful soul sister, Destiny. So much for having me here. It's such a delight. I feel so honoured and I'm very grateful to Spirit as well for being able to drop me in your path. <laughs> Oh, our lives are so cool that we have that we're open to those signs that 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 you know we might have missed if we hadn't allowed ourselves to stay in the flow and connection with with spirit. Indeed, indeed, yeah. I I feel like it just brings more magic into my life the more I surrender and I open myself to trust and love and. Not, not always knowing until the last minute what's going to happen. <laughs> it's kind of a cool way of working, I reckon, because it's like it brings excitement into every moment for me. I, um, I really trust it. I just get a feeling on things a lot quickly. Like rather than coming from the headspace and going, I should, you know, I'll just, I'll just sit with this and I'll just work out, well, is it serving me? Is it serving them? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you know what? How do I know that? I'm sure if I just sense into the feeling of it, that what's actually presenting 
in my path will tell me whether or not I'm meant to actually go with it or not. It would be quite easy to recognise if I'm willing to be in service to spirit. So, yeah, I feel like we've got that kind of commonality about how we work and how we make our choices. <laughs> very true, yeah. And it's very fulfilling. I think at first it's just overcoming those little fears and programs that we have and then once we start to let them go bit by bit, everything just all flows in at the right time synchronistically. Yeah. I, I, I just want to share too that you're over in Hawaii at the moment, yes, and just to let everybody know that this is where we're filming from, which is really cool. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha, yes. <laughs> it's been a dream of mine to come here and it's very much thanks to Spirit that I'm here. Wow. And what... what um, how did you find yourself um, in Hawaii? What's, uh, what are the circumstances that led you to, um, you know, be, be sitting where you are right now? Um, well, the circumstances were kind of like drawn out initially. I had a lot of synchronicities around my, um, my parallel incarnations in the way of um, my soul's original incarnation on earth stemming from Lemuria to the place that I'm, I was currently born in Australia in this incarnation. And uh, for the last, I guess you could say one and a half years, I was guided to come to the United States and I had a million different synchronicities that told me that's where I was meant to be. And about six months ago, I was just told now's the time as soon as you have the money, get on a plane and fly there. And I knew it was my closest opportunity to be near Hawaii. So I just said, well, if I'm getting taken to the United States, I'm definitely going to be going to Hawaii. And um, I just had that knowing, as I'm sure you can relate to, where you feel you're guided somewhere and everything will unfold. And then it was confirmed when I was on a dolphin cruise in Laguna with a, a beautiful um, lady that I met at a spiritual conference. And there was um, native chiefs and a lot of spiritual healers and um, musical healers and everything. And I was so overwhelmed that I started crying um, with the emotional connection to the dolphins they were the first spirit, spirit animal that had appeared in my life from my youth. And I always just had this thing that if I was going to connect with the dolphins on a much greater scale and help them, I was wanting it to be in Hawaii. So from that point, when I was on the boat and we were all giving crystal offerings and petal offerings to the dolphins, um, I just went into a state of a surrender and quietness to listen to anything that they had to say to me or any guidance spirit had. And what I got very loudly was that I had been in a massive state of preparation, everything that had been coming up to that point, and that they would connect with me when it was the right time when I was in Hawaii. And that was my confirmation. And all leading up to New Year's Eve 2016, um, the end of the year last year, I felt like I was going to be in Hawaii for New Year's. And I ended up being in Mount Shasta, California, which had its profound um, transformational experiences. And I guess you could say downloads around um, new earth energies and higher dimensional energies and connecting to different galactic family and ascended masters that I had been very thoroughly connected to. And then right before the Chinese New Year, 
the opportunity showed up where a friend needed um, her house to be taken care of. And I had planned to be here at some stage uh, in February for my birthday. And then all of a sudden, within two days, I was on a plane coming here to, um, to caretake my friend's property. Um, and from that point, just being here, even though I haven't been as much outdoors as what I would like to be, I've just had this plethora of, of ideas that have come through um, connecting different projects I already have and connecting with different people and getting a greater picture of what I'm doing here and what I'm going to be doing moving forth over the next six months of my life. So um, it's been quite an amazing experience to say the least. And as I reflect, sometimes it's even a little bit overwhelming, but I just surrender it and give thanks um, for the experience and also for the profound I guess you could say understanding and lessons that I've learned along that journey. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I think it's, it's really about that next step, isn't it? Like turning up to the next step. And, um, and, and often we can feel it, I think energetically what spirit wants us to do. Um, and it can feel really big because it is um, because affecting mass consciousness is, is a huge energetic and, you know, um, energy to tap into. Right. Um, you know, and all the ways that we can do that, like all the creative ways that we can do that. Um, I think if we, we, we kind of can feel them too, even if we can't see all the forms of it, and we know that there's a lot. And, and sometimes it can feel like that, that it's such a massive, big energy. But I also feel like um, the ability, like it's kind of like, as big as that is, or as, as tall as that is, as wide as that is, as deep, as deep as that is, our ability to surrender to the guidance on how to do that and the how and the when and the mechanics, surrendering to the mechanics of all that, letting spirit take that over, I think that that's when we're able to really ground ourselves and really do things in action and bring these ideas down to earth because we're not trying to control everything. We're just going, I can feel how big this is, but I know that if I just stay in the now and, and I allow myself to be grounded and I completely surrender to the how and what you want me to do next, that I can do this and I can hold this space because I'm not trying to take control and I'm not going to do it that way. Do you feel that? Because I'm hearing you you're surrendering and it just feels beautiful. Yes, definitely. 100%. Um, it's a massive pendulum swing from uh, what, I, what I was like at, I'll, I'll say a small portion of my life. Um, Please when Yes. I, when I, you could say, I call it when I let myself fall asleep. Yes. Um, so I learn how to reawaken. Um, and through that period, I was the most um, take charge have everything controlled, have everything attempted to be perfect type of a person. And I was 100% stressed and drained and miserable in that time. And then gradually, I'm pretty sure it was most likely, I think around 2012, where we had the mass awakening. I just gradually started reawakening bit by bit. And then in leaps and bounds every six months, it was like, like I allowed myself to be that Phoenix reborn again and again and again. And um, that's been a profound message for me. The Phoenix has been um, one of my most recent spirit animals. It's helped me to understand the cycles of life and knowing that 
that it is, it's like a ride where you surrender, you, you, you know, embrace the ups and you embrace the downs and you, you distill it into gold, whatever it is, you, you turn whatever experience you can alchemically into gold and allow, or even just allow it to become gold. And um, the, the feeling is just profound. Like it, it's an ineffable thing when you really feel surrendered to that space and you feel connected to the oneness and you can feel the love of, of source and God within you. And you can, help to see that within others. It's such such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think it also leads, leads to more collaboration because, because in that process of surrender, because I can relate too to that control freak person, I certainly was too. But when you exercise that, that, that surrendering muscle over and over again, it gets, you get reborn and it's just like, it's, it's a process that you're used to when it's, a process that you're doing all the time and then it becomes a process that's daily it's just in every moment and then you're just used to surrendering i think what happens is it actually it actually um energetically it actually attracts the the solutions to you it attracts the resources and the people because you're in a surrendered state and you're actually saying i am actually willing to receive what i need to receive without getting in my own way um and blocking so it's kind of the irony of it is, is that the more we surrender, the more we expand, the more we can feel that energy of consciousness changing and our, our role in that. But then the more people we attract to collaborate with because we're open and we're connecting to that energy of receptivity where we can surrender and we don't have to, you know, try and control the whole thing, which, you know, can, I think can really limit our bit really limit our abilities to attract the right kind of people to us too because because we miss it we miss the feeling we're not we're not in the feeling like you know when you and I sort of first talked a few days ago and we were just like totally resonating and we just got it we didn't we weren't focused on details so much I don't think we we're just focused on oh my god we really connect and we really and we that's what we allowed ourselves to do and then lots of all these other things came out of it because we allowed ourselves to do that and i think that that's key i think that that's key in working as a community in building this unity consciousness that that surrendering component is massively key don't you think yeah i do 100 percent. and i think that it's kind of like an each moment type of a thing that like you were saying it's the keep surrender the keep surrender the keep surrender and it becomes something that you get to a point where it's just natural and yeah. you feel so much more of a deeper bond with people and soul connection with people. And I know that's, that's kind of been the joy, the joy and the magic that's unfolded in my life. I was a very closed off person and people who know me now see it, you know, they don't believe it that I was such a closed off person. And I guess we can all have that place of protection and we can all feel the need of when we come from a place of fear that we need to protect ourselves. And when we're able to surrender and just let go and I guess start off with that faith and trust, the deepening of the connections and the creations that you can have together. And I think it's like that, that example and testament that once we start co-creating with our higher self and source through surrender and trust, 
that's when we enable ourselves to be able to then go and co-create with others as well and be able to create something much more powerful. I agree. I, I super agree with that because I feel like um, the more people I meet that are like-minded like us that want to work collaboratively, the more it instills my absolute faith in humanity and humanity's ability to work as a community rather than just for self. And the more I see the, oh, the most incredible, amazing ways that people are actually doing this and that's their thing or their thing. And it's like, wow, I'm just like in awe. Like, I mean, I'm in awe of the human race. I think if we, we all saw it from that point of view, we wouldn't spend much time focusing on um, these sort of short-term problems. We'd be really looking at, let's, let's work, let's put our energy to long-term solutions so that we don't create these short-term problems that are unnecessary. They're just completely unnecessary. So let's just work towards that um, beautiful, collaborative, uh, amazing society that we, we have the power to create. Yeah, 100%. And something that I was feeling through what you were saying, it's kind of like um, you almost get a taste of seeing everybody from like the eyes of unconditional love of source. Because if you think yes. that we're all children and you see everybody as like this little child, no matter whether they're doing something that you see as harmful or not, a lot of that comes from a state of ignorance a lack of awareness and to be able to see it with 100% compassion and love, it just transforms the potential of what you can see in this being, no matter what being they are. And then you actively open that space for that being to grow and fulfill that potential rather than just disregarding because of, you know, the state that they're currently in, whether it be from a lack of unawareness, a lack of compassion of others, a lack of, um, experience that they have yet to have in their reality and I think that's a lot of the time what it comes down to with those that we tend to um, I guess clash or trigger us or where we find something a little bit challenging where we begin to forget the unification of all of us rather than coming from the eyes of, of God and seeing every single being as doing their best with what they have at the time whether they have the awareness whether they they don't have the awareness and, and allow them to, to come into a greater potential and a greater capacity for awareness. And I feel that holding that vibration in yourself because you're connected to them immediately will affect them as a reflection, even if it's just a small thing to open up within them. And even though it sounds so simple, I've experienced seeing it happen with people where it has had a miraculous result. And all of these little little parts and pieces that we have coming together that we're creating new awareness around and our interconnectivity is what's really helping, I believe, to shift us into that unity consciousness. I agree. And I can't agree with you more because for me, when I take that back to my relationship or my unity consciousness with myself and all my aspects of my personality or my aspects of my you know, being, um, you know, none of my shadow aspects, dark aspects, lower vibrational frequency aspects, needy aspects, inner child aspects, whatever you want to call them. I, I really don't mind. It doesn't really bother me. But none of those 
um, would be, be, be integrated or transformed or moderated if I didn't bring love to them. You know, if I rejected them, I would then feel re-abandoned or abused. I would be, uh, you know, exhibiting domestic violence internally within myself. I would be the very thing that we point our finger at often as a society and say, well, that's not okay over there, that person, you know, hurting that person and the way they're speaking to them. Well, you know, if I'm not bringing love and reconnection and unity consciousness to those aspects of my being, then I can't, I can't hold the space for someone else outside of myself that is doing that. So I feel like this, this energy of love that you're talking about, that bringing this energy of absolute unconditional love to anyone, anywhere in the world, whatever they're doing, they don't have to be in front of us, just in our mind. If we bring that to them and we say, do you know what? In your absolute unconsciousness, I love you. I, I really love you. I, I bring you that love. It must be awfully terrible, really, to be in the space of that level of unconsciousness. So I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring love to you. I'm not gonna bring judgment. And the power that that has in feeding and nourishing the planet to tra change and transform in unity consciousness is unfathomable and incredible. And so I'm 100% I'm with what you said because if I'm doing that for myself, then I'm gonna be able to do that for other people and that's key because it's a mirror. Mm. Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because one of my key passions is radical self-love. Uh, I have a program that I created around it uh, because I feel like that's thoroughly needed in education where we don't learn that. We learn quite the opposite in our youth. And that I feel is one of the hugest um, obstacles in all areas of our lives and how we see such separation and we compartmentalize all of these different parts of life and then all of these different parts of self based on whether or not we're going to allow it or accept it rather than integrating it and I've felt for myself and I've seen firsthand with quite a few people and I'm sure you can relate as well like you were saying where we don't we don't show that part of ourselves love to integrate no matter what it is, including the part of ourselves that is in our life and in another person. It, it not only doesn't feel well, but it also, I feel, creates almost like um, a sense where it will come out unconsciously and we'll totally turn a blind eye to it. So we'll be acting in such a way that we are 100% unaware because we've rejected ourselves in a sense. So we've rejected that part of our lives that we, we will be ignorant, 100 and completely percent ignorant that it's even occurring. So if something's brought to our awareness for us to see this shadow aspect, it will take a lot of effort and conscious awareness for us to even see or understand that it's even there. So we're making the, um, the evolution and the shift in the healing that we're doing even harder on ourselves than we really need to. And I feel that's 
like the most solid platform to build is that level of self-love because um, it's like that pillar. I was even reading um, something that I think I wrote quite a while ago in regards to one of the top things I recommend for people in self-love and based on society. And I know a lot of us light workers and, and um, star seeds have been, have been doing this work on ourselves, knowing that it's so imperative to be able to find deeper levels of forgiveness and compassion for others. And when we go back to like our inner child's wounds and a lot of different aspects of ourselves that we're most confronted with, that we seem to be reflecting outside in our reality, I feel like the choice to face it and to do the best of our ability to use unconditional love and forgiveness and compassion is the only thing that is going to grant us the confidence to go there and look ourselves in the mirror 100%. Because when we disregard it or judge it, like a child, we run away. We won't want to go there. And from an experience I've had with a previous relationship, um, one of the people who I was with, they had some core wounds that even the discussion of these things caused them physical like agony because of whatever belief structure and judgments that they held around themselves. And it was pretty much the, the, the catalyst for why the relationship wasn't working. And from my perspective, after we split, I, I had a great look at myself as them being the reflection of me. But at the same time, I learned where they weren't capable of showing me the love that I was seeking because they didn't have that love for themselves. They didn't know how to. And it's, it's a huge topic. And I think that sometimes we touch the top level of it. But without that conscious decision, and this is something that I really go in depth with a lot of people I know who have the same obstacles present themselves time and time again, where they feel like they are loving themselves. And then these things will present themselves for them to be able to find that deeper level of, of where they're unconsciously not loving themselves in the choices they're making, the people they're surrounding themselves with, the um, self-sabotage and the fact that they haven't made a conscious choice to show love, respect and forgiveness to any part of themselves that shows up at any point in time. And I can relate to the challenge of it because there's been moments where I've had people show up who have shown me in a short period of time, massive reflections of my behavior that I didn't necessarily like about myself. And I was able to experience the feeling of that on the other side. And at first my, my gut reaction was to turn around and then like attempt to judge them and then went, go, wait a second, no, this, this is something I'm seeing of me. And then immediately nearly going and, and judging that part of myself. And the awareness shifted through the intention to show it love. And as soon as that had occurred, I was immediately able to go off and see the, the reason behind this and the way that these things were, were serving me in some way and being able to thank that part of myself and forgive it for whatever experience it had created for both me and somebody else. And I immediately felt that shift. The behavior that I had been confronted by had immediately stopped and it became something that 
if I so chose to use it because it was beneficial, I then had that awareness and that mastery to be able to use it. Whereas if I had suppressed it and judged it, it would just come out on its own and I'd be totally um, ignorant and unable to, unable to even notice that it was happening. I love that. It's, it's like, um, yeah, we can use these experiences to really uh, even have compassion for ourselves being blind too, because, you know, like <laughs> sometimes, I don't know about you, when it comes to forgiveness, often it's because where we need to forgive ourselves most isn't necessarily over things that we've done that we may deem to be horrifying when we wake up. It's more the fact that we were asleep for so long and we judge ourselves for that, that often people can't forgive themselves or they, they, they find so challenging. Oh my God, I lost time. I lost time. I'm awake now. And I, I find that that kind of um, is very common, especially when people are just starting to wake up to their behaviors and they, there's an opportunity for radical self-love for sure. And, you know, removing that judgment from the fact that we were so blind to the fact that we were doing that to ourselves. We were so blind to the fact we were doing that to someone else. Oh my God, you know? Um, but the reality is, is that it, it really takes what it takes to wake up though. And I think that that's also something that's in divine timing and, and in divine activation. And that's different for everyone. And I think it's got a lot to do with our purpose here. Why we're put here at the time we're put here and why we awake when we awake. And I look at the collective right now and I think to myself, wow, I don't know about you, but last, well, since 2012, massive awakening, like the last five years, massive awakening. And now for me, what I'm finding is, is that there's more leaders ready to step up and actually um, be in what, we're, what I think we're attracting uh, to ourselves because we've, we've done this work ourselves. So there's more of us bringing, well, building this unity consciousness together to lead unity consciousness per se as a group, not as individuals. Whereas I think in the past it was the individuals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, it's like, nah, that kind of goes against the whole thing, guys. It's like, nah, we're kind of not needing to be all over in our little corners doing that anymore. We've got to come together and find a way to do that, find creative ways to do that because that's, that's actually the testimony of the unity consciousness is the fact that we can actually work together, isn't it? 100% and it's it's very interesting I love that you were saying that because it's just the thing that I've like felt resonance to I don't know my whole life but primarily since I reawakened and it's what like every project no matter how personal or collective the project is I always aspire to collaborate because I'm like the whole point of this is to be able to share and express with each other and to be able to help each other grow together. So by like holding hands in a circle and no one gets left behind, like the Ohana of, of Hawaii, that everyone's family and no one gets left behind. It's like we're all in this together. If you stumble, you know, we're all here to help you get back up again. And if you are lost, we're all here to help you find your way again. We're all in it together. And it doesn't matter what's happening. It's kind of like every single thing I feel like it's like a puzzle to me where even if we hold like blueprints, 
it means that we're most likely going to be physically connected in the puzzle, whereas we're all part of the puzzle. So as we all come together, we can't get the greater picture unless we actually come together. So if we're all out here doing our little things, no matter how alike they are or how different they are, we don't get the bigger picture put together in the puzzle. It just doesn't work. I love that. That's so good. I love that visual. Ah, oh, I'm sure a lot of people are just going to go, oh, I just got to have a massive aha moment right then when she was talking about the jigsaw puzzle because I, 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 I can see that so clearly. Man, that is, that is awesome. Um, oh, two things. First thing is, as you were talking to me, um, remember that book I showed you, well, the logo that I showed, showed you um, the other day, which is our logo, right? That was on the front cover of a book I, read, I wrote called The Everyday Lightworker Bible, which is actually um, based on like 12 high vibrational frequencies, including unity as one of those frequencies, which is awesome, um, and, and cross-sectioning them with the body. And um, the actual dedication of that book, um, in that dedication of the book, I, I, I channeled through the message, no one gets left out ever. Like that's part of the dedication of the book. Because to me, it's like if we can't see and harness the everyday light worker within ourselves and see that within everybody else, then we got work to do, baby. <laughs> we got work to do, baby. But um, yeah, I think that's a, that's key. And then the other thing is is definitely I think that as as we come together and as we actually like see it from that that whole jigsaw perspective thing, that that the whole ridiculous idea of competition just falls away and we don't see any competition at all anymore ever because every single person is doing their bit to be part of that jigsaw puzzle you know that part of the jigsaw puzzle isn't going well i'm more important than that part of the jigsaw puzzle and you know there's none of that shit going on we're just completely uh part of the same picture so why would one part of the picture be more important than the other you know, does that, yeah, you with me? Yeah, it's not complete without every piece and every piece has its similarity and its, and its difference and it needs to be where it is, when it is and all come together. So it's definitely a beautiful concept that I, I had spirit gift to me at some point and I just stuck to it. It felt really right. <laughs> That is so cool. I love it. And I, I'm, I'm all for people stealing my ideas. I love it. It's the biggest compliment in the whole world. I just think, go you. I've done something right. You want to replicate it. I think that is fan-freaking-tastic. And you're going to actually attract people to you. And that's, part of, that's going to benefit me because we're all connected. And So I've got this whole different, totally different thinking that I think a lot of that sort of... Um, you know, when people are still coming into consciousness and they've got this kind of awakening happening about their own empowerment. And then so what can happen there is, is that they can start to feel very important and they can start to value themselves, which is awesome because we, we all need to, we all matter. But then there's st still that sort of emotional immaturity there that doesn't quite get it, that 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 nothing can threaten that and that when you fully own that everything else is just a mirror of it and a complementary to it 
so I think there's something big in this in so far as, um, and I will say it, there is a difference in leadership in the higher consciousness thinking world and healing world when you have people that are willing to collaborate because they don't feel threatened. I think that's extraordinarily key, just in so far as people understanding that the next level up, and if you're not there yet and you're watching this because there's a lot of people in the healing industries that are, will be tuning into this show, I say don't judge yourself or beat yourself up for it because you, you're well and truly on the road. We've all done it. We've all felt threatened. I have. I have. I've been that person. I felt threatened and, oh, God, I hope they don't take my thing and blah, blah, blah. mine has to be better than theirs. And Oh, God, you did. I've done all that. I've done that head trip because I was coming into my understanding and my value. But there's another step on from there and, and hopefully we can hold that energy destiny for people to, to aspire to know that's the next step. It's inevitable. It's not something that they have to aspire to even. It's just as they keep growing, it's, it's the next step up. It's the next step up in their vibrational frequency for this unity consciousness. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's a topic that I frequently discuss with people. I was talking to a beautiful soul the other day and she had these new ideas coming through and she'd created um, this template for a particular coaching um, technique that she used with her clients. And I said, wow, that's fantastic. I know so many coaches who don't necessarily have that skill that would benefit so much. You should, you should put this out there for other people to be able to use as a resource. And immediately, because this is how she was just used to thinking about things, she went, but then they'd be doing what I do that makes me unique. And I went, um, you're constantly evolving. You just told me this. So you'll just channel new ideas. And the more you open yourself up to giving and sharing your ideas, the more you're open and the more you get new ideas. So there is never any opportunity for you to be like, to, to run out of ideas. And I said to her, the right people that are supposed to be attracted and connecting to you are automatically gonna come into your life, whether you're sharing what you're good at or not with everybody else. So for me, it's like, I love giving stuff away free and sharing my stuff. And if I see someone else that's doing the same thing, I sometimes notice that it's, it's the same as mine. And at first I go, oh, that looks like it's the same as me. And then now I go, well, maybe they just channeled the same information as me. Maybe exactly. they have a similar blueprint to me. Maybe they're a different anchor of this light from source than what I am. It doesn't mean exactly. that it came directly from me and from how I now feel. It's not even mine. Like, I feel blessed that I'm the one that has been able to channel the creative potential of source and spirit to be able to bring this in service to others. And I totally agree with you that when you get to that level, it makes things so much easier because you'll do things, you'll share things, you'll get new things, you'll just keep expanding and keep expanding and keep expanding and everyone will go out there and it might help someone in this place and if they use it, it means that they're going to be helping people who you may have not even reached before as well. Because that's the thing, people know people that you don't know. So if they're using something that you created, then they're going to be able to have a greater impact on the collective because it's getting out there. And I feel like that's a sense of when you choose to be in service of service of spirit in the most loving 
and grateful way possible, none of these things seem to like really come up as a concern for you or bother. I feel like they're still in that area where, where we're fearing and having to protect ourselves and where we're not necessarily just like we were talking about before, surrendering to everything unfolding in the natural flow and the divine order. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like um, it's such a great example of, um, yeah, just walking through um, the energy of faith um, because I'm getting this image of, you know, like our base chakra and like if we've got wounds in our base chakra, which is really about being here on earth in, a, in, a, in an active way, putting forth our life purpose really on the, you know, in, in action in, on the planet. If we've got wounds around that, then we're going to not trust. We're going to feel like we're not safe. We're going to feel like we need to protect ourselves all the time. We're going to feel like there's not enough because, you know, we, we don't have enough support, you know, all that stuff. Um, we don't have enough faith, trust, support, whatever, got coming through energetically anchoring us to our purpose. So that's still wobbly. That's still wobbly. And, and so then people are actually just got, that's, that's where their wobble is evident when they're not actually trusting 100%. Um, my experience with that, just for those people watching who know what I'm talking about, I have experience with it as well. Um, you're not alone with that. But how that expresses itself is usually opportunities that come to you that help you like with lessons that help you to experience loss and to experience lack of financial security, lack of support and people who betray you. And the reason why that is, is because your right relationship is with spirit and your right relationship is with infinite supply of source and infinite support. So when you actually are able to completely trust and surrender and connect with that, you haven't got those, you don't need those experiences with people anymore. So they're not, they're no longer serving the mirror to have to, 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 to present themselves as the people that rip you off, as the people that betray you, as the people that don't support you. So I, I really felt that that was coming through quite strongly, Destiny. Are you resonating with that, sweetheart? Yeah, 100%, definitely. I feel like um, that's, that's like a collective thing that's really attached to so many things. There, there's some topics there that I've been recently discussing because they're almost like... Um, no no things to discuss around like a lot of the epidemic of I guess sexual abuse and even in simple sense of even in I find in relationships where people are ignorant of how they're both self-love treating themselves and how they're treating one another that is is some way still sexual abuse even if it's seen as not where you're not honoring each other as a sovereign being and as somebody to be able to respect and make the choices for themselves with 100% um, acceptance. And I think that that's something that as, as a collective, we are really working through those wounds, which is related to, you know, our base chakra and our sacral chakras. And there is a lot of clear out for us to do from all of our ancestors and all of the generations and generations of, I guess, the feminine being suppressed and then at, at the stage where the masculine was suppressed before that, where we're now coming into a completion of our both divine masculine and feminine counterparts within ourselves. And it's kind of like that transitioning through those different layers to be able to find a level of, um, of balance and a level of feeling complete in yourself. 
And when you have those things in yourself, it really helps to just crack open everything else. And I feel like it's a floodgate to be able to have the, the balance of energy moving through all of your chakras in a circular motion where it's freely moving. So you're going from that area of support and grounding through your creative expression, through your power, through your love of your heart, through your, your expression of your voice and your purification, through your, your insight, through your third eye, and then out through your crown chakra to be able to feel the oneness and then a complete cycle back again. And feeling all of those things is something that I guess a lot of us um, have only now in the last, you know, say 10, 20 to 50 years have been able to start experiencing because that has been something that not many people were privileged to be able to experience unless they were initiated into certain practices throughout um, sometimes hidden societies where this information and this understanding was not taught to us because there was such a suppression of both the masculine and the feminine, even though the masculine seems to get the bad rap at this stage. There was a lot of things that were suppressed in the masculine energy in the way of emotions and expression that even females had suppressed within themselves in the, in the pole opposite. So when I've been doing a lot of the work um, within my heart and opening my heart more, I know that's been very much still connected to all of the lower chakras in the sense of um, disrespect around sex and how things are taken in just a physical sense and really looked at in our lower chakras in the physical sense where we're not able to have that transcendental experience that sex is meant to be about with the full creative force unless we're able to move through and break through those barriers and all of those wounds that we have uh, both from our experiences um, as a soul and then from the experiences in this time as a collective and I feel like that's why so many things are coming out in the open now with different forms of disclosure around um, collective groups of people who, you know, had taken advantage of, um, you know, different, different people of different ages. And there is a lot of the shadow aspects collectively being revealed around um, human trafficking and child abuse and things like this that we we're now seeing but has been there for generations and i think some people are in a state of shock where they wanted to turn a blind eye because it wasn't something that we felt comfortable discussing to be able to find solutions or to even comprehend and understand where those those roots were and how we could find healing around it and this is something that i'm really passionate about being able to help um, others through my own journey and the embodiment that I've had through different um, meditations and different healing experiences through connecting and unifying my masculine and feminine and finding those qualities within both of them that were shadows and coming back to that love again so that they can come together within myself energetically and express through um, all of the things that I do in, in the harmony of the yin and the yang as unified rather than just being a duality. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I really relate to that because I'm, I'm actually, I've been writing a book called Enlightened Sexuality and talking about how we can embody um, those aspects of ourselves that actually unlock and activate all our power as well. And it's kind of interesting that you, you go on, on that subject because um, I was writing a book about it 
well, I am writing a book about it. And, um, and then on Friday, so we're Monday today, we're recording on a Monday. On Friday, I was actually having an enlightened conversation with Pauline Ryland, who, who um, is going to kick, kick off season one on the 1st of March. And we were talking about enlightened sexuality. She'd actually sent me a, a story, her story on enlightened sexuality, which is really, she's called the Intimacy Whisperer, which is incredible what she does. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff with connecting with her if you feel the need. And basically I was talking to her and she asked me what's happening with the book, how's it going and in our conversation. And I said, oh, well, I've been told it's being made into a film now. Um, and I, I just, I just, I was just sitting here having another moment. Um, so this is what, four days later and uh, you're talking about all this and I'm thinking, wow, how's that, how's that? And it's another example and I'm, I'm sharing it real time. And the reason why I'm sharing it real time live for everybody is to understand how powerful the synchronicities are that spirit's setting us up to be connected to each other and involved with each other. When we set an intention, we attract the right resources and the right people. And here you are amazingly sharing all of that information around all of the enlightened sexuality stuff, which is so important. That needs to be heard now. Um, and I just want to commend you for it because I do feel that as we actually allow ourselves to fully come into um, the, the higher vibrational frequencies, allowing them to actually embody our, our body, our physicality. We, you know, we start out by thawing and we start out by feeling because we've been living in our heads and we start to come on into our body. And then we just, then we discover the, the, the whole heap of shit that we've been carrying. And that's cool because then we can go, okay, it's, you know, I can, I can work with that. I can work, I can work through the stuff that I need to work through. And it's a little bit like a drill, you know, going down. We're, we're kind of drilling, we're drilling, we're drilling, you know. And then we hit critical mass and it's like we, we, hit, we hit bottom and we hit oil and we hit and all this energy just starts to unlock and, 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 and we, we become, it's literally like we become the, the plug into the energy source of this earth. And we start to, you know, it's, I, think, I feel, especially when it comes to sex, is that that, that energy starts to flow through us and and expand us even more so it's kind of like we we get to um we, we get to a point where we we, we kind of need to heal to have that level of experience with sex but then the sex itself becomes an incredible healing an incredible expansion of our um being and our connection to source and it's it's just Oh God, you know, I could just talk about this all day. So it's, it's absolutely these experiences often that we had to heal from our past woundedness that get us to that place where we can actually have that connection with spirit. So I think it's a really important work that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, there's, there's further synchronicities around that one um, that I feel that you were brought into my life for, uh, probably as somebody to interview for a book that I've told that I'll be writing different different but similar in a sense and it was through my own challenges um from nearly from nearly when i was i guess first sexually active and then later found out that through multiple incarnations it was something that um needed to be triggered in this life in order for me to help heal for the collective and yeah. I don't know whether or not I'd done any healing in my other incarnations around these particular lives that I was able to remember. I just know that I don't feel I would have been able to access these memories had I not had these experiences to trigger the relatability and to have such passion in being able to heal. Um, 
it's something that I know that we, I, I feel that we all have deep down from the different multitudes of sexual experiences I've had, whether they've been enjoyable or not enjoyable, whether they've, it doesn't matter what kind of dynamic the situation was. I feel like there's always been, um, which I feel like you've probably experienced and a lot of women have from the research that I've done, where it's almost like there's been this cap, like there's been this cap of where we're allowed to get to a certain level of pleasure or joy or connectivity to somebody, depending on that person. And it's like, it stops. And it almost for me had become, uh, I feel painful because of the level of um, sensitivity that my soul held. And then I felt like in some ways, my soul had began to protect me so that I wasn't able to have any type of a, um, a positive, enjoyable experience, no matter what person I was with. I was always really, um, really sensitive and really particular about any sexual interactions before I delved into the concerns around taking on people's energy and being continually affected without cutting cords and all of those type of things that I now know, I feel was filtering through some level without being able to verbalize or have some form of, um, of word to be able to explain it. And I feel like, especially as women, or if you're a guy that is more in tune to your feminine, you have these levels of knowing. Like I always felt like that it was supposed to be for something greater that wasn't just about procreation. That wasn't just about feeling like a superficial level of love. I felt this desire to, to find something more that it was, which I guess my attachment to had almost um, created this sense of, of not feeling like it was enough in a sense. And I feel yep. like for me, when I had my awakening in 2012. I think we all, all of us that, that felt the massive shift at some point felt this sense that the relationship or the job or the sex or whatever it was we had, it wasn't what we were capable of and that there was something more. And we had to learn to like, let go and release the fear that we we're only going to get what we had. And this was as good as it gets. And to be able to tap into that, that unity and that expansion of what more is out there rather than what we've just been told is out there. And I feel like that's like, like that's like the Pandora's box being able to open up. And I think whether you have a level of, of being awakened or not, because when I was in my unawakened state, this was something that I always pondered and the same with the masculine and feminine. So even as a child growing up, I felt I felt my level of, um, of androgynous. I didn't perceive myself as a bisexual and I didn't perceive myself as gay, but I had an attraction to the feminine form and I had traits that were masculine and I had traits that were feminine. And I got to a point where I felt like I could flip those skill sets on and off that I really liked the idea because it made me like a chameleon and it made me feel like I had this flexibility. And I feel like if we allow, and I feel that I'm grateful I was able to allow myself to, to do that, if we allow this, it's something that we can just explore in a whole multitude of areas that affect everything in our lives rather than compartmentalize this is sex, this is the communication, 
this is the job, this is the take care of the body, this is the whatever else in your life you categorize things as, it's something that every part has to flow through interconnectedly, especially when it comes to either physical sex or the sexual energy, because it's the creative force and flow of life and everything in existence. If you come down to the basic core principles with sacred geometry and the Vesica Pisces, it's, it's put very simply, it's explained how it expands off. It becomes the aspects of the soul fragments where people go seeking out their soulmates or their multiple fifth flames or, or that other part of themselves that they're seeking that I, I feel that you can only truly uh, resonate to and attract when you find and reclaim those parts of yourself that may be incarnated, but inside of you. Once you've reclaimed and connected to that part of yourself again, vibrationally, the other part of you can connect to them and you can attract yourselves back together again. And that's something that I feel that particular topic, I'd love to hear like, like your take on it because it's a topic that I've, I've found has some um, misinformation, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Sure. I, 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 for me, I, I felt it was really important to um, get to know the masculine and feminine aspects of myself. And back in 2003, I remember like for a whole year, I would just turn up and I would call in my masculine and feminine aspects and I would have conversations with them before my feet even hit the ground. And I did that for a year because I felt like I really needed to understand what, how they were serving me and, and what I needed to balance and how I could balance my life. Um, and so for me, it was really active. Like I was like, you know, what do I need to do today? Like literally what's my to-do list? What are we doing? And, and then allowing myself to embark on my day in a balanced way. And with that complete, like that complete intention, that's, that's how I'm living my life. I'm, I'm, I'm living it in balance. And, and I remember I had like a three-year-old, um, sorry, a, um, a two-year-old and a five, a four-year-old at that time. And, um, and then they turned into three and well two to three and three to five uh, four to five so I had that that, that young age group and, and I remember um you know they'd be knocking on the door and I'd be saying it's okay mummy's just uh, mummy's talking to God right now you know I'll be with you in a minute you know and I'd, I'd I'd have my little meditation time because I felt like before I even go deal with my dependence I need to make sure that I'm completely whole and so I yeah it was really important time for me and I felt like that flowed into my work it flowed into my life like every decision you know my ability to um, be a sexual being and how that how that you know feels and and the whole bit the whole the whole story and I'm sure I mean we've been, we might need to do a part two sweetheart because I'm we're like literally at the hour mark and I really need to make sure that people can can find you because um, we're launching this on the, sec the second of March and I know that you've got things coming up like literally like directly after airing this episode. So can we, can we sort of make um, a commitment maybe that we, we get together again and, and do another, another bit of, of what we need to talk about? Because it um, sounds to me like we've got lots more to share. Um, we'll find a way to do that somehow. How does that sound? That sounds perfect. I'm happy to do that. Awesome. So... Uh, tell everybody, so you've got a summit happening and that's um, coming up to the details of that so people can find it, Global Summit. Um, 
Okay. Um, at this stage, there isn't a website that it's on, but if you go to uh, www.inspiredestiny.com.au, um, by the time this is um, aired, there will be a tab that says Summit. So if you click on the tab, it will have the details. In um, USA, it's from the 3rd of March to the 5th of March. And this is uh, going to be people sharing details and interviews about New Earth and um, just about like stuff you can learn for yourself for your, your ascension into the fifth dimensions, how you can help Gaia, how you can help with eco-villages and sustainable communities and businesses that are expanding, how you're able to be able to bring your part of the blueprint together and collaborate with more people like yourself. And there will also be some details in that summit tab for another, another summit that's gonna be happening in April and that one's going to be called um, Divine Masculine and Feminine Rising. So this will be people of all walks of life discussing all of those tidbits that we haven't really been necessarily allowed to discuss for some time and sharing our views on marriage and on relationships and the things we felt didn't work and the things that we would like to be able to co-create collectively for how we interact with one another whether it be in a connected friendship sense or whether it be in a romantic and intimate sense. And then we're going to have some amazing people speaking on ways that you can do some healing on yourself, stuff to do with masculine and feminine, how you can raise up into your divine levels of masculine and feminine as well. So amazing. Amazing. And maybe we can get together and have another show um, so that it sort of lines up closer to April as well when that's about to launch so that it's it's a nice and timely way of kind of um, integrating into um, giving, you know, giving, giving everybody to kind of plug into that uh, invitation. Does it, does it feel like something that you're drawn to? Um, so thank you again. I, I've really, oh my goodness, I've really enjoyed today. It's the hour just went so quickly. It was, it was so, it was like, bang. It's just like so amazing. So thank you, beautiful. That's okay. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor and I'm so grateful that spirit brought us together and I look forward to collaborating more in everything that comes through both of us and how that will be able to powerfully affect um, everybody who is meant to see what it is we're creating. And um, thank you to everybody else as well for watching and Keep shining your light and keep doing the work and love you so much. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Bye.